All right, welcome to the Imperfectly Inspirational Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Bowman, and yes, you got to hear the intro music this week. The past few episodes, we didn't have that because I had recently gone through some knee surgery and was unable to get upstairs to get to all of my equipment to do the editing. So I'm grateful that you know God has let me be able to do some more healing, so now I can get upstairs to do uh, the editing and everything like that. But we're grateful for God, for the healing, and for all those people who have been praying for us and have been helping us through this time with different things that need done around the house. We're so grateful for everybody that we have in our lives. So thank you to any of you who may be listening to that and also the people who have prayed for us. But um, also, if you haven't checked out our TikTok page, we encourage you to. Uh, we are going to be doing a lot more posting on there now Now we're able to get back and get into the office. And also, we're going to be starting to do YouTube Lives coming up after the beginning of the year. So keep an eye out for that. We have also added a Patreon account for Imperfectly Inspirational. You can go to patreon.com, Imperfectly Inspirational. There will be a link to it in this podcast episode. And what it, Patreon is, it is a way to support your creators. We don't normally ask for support. And um, you can or you can't. Either way, I'm going to continue to put out the Word of God, but we're just putting it out there as an opportunity for those who want to give. There are two different tiers we have set up right now. One is going to be for those who just want to uh, donate a little bit each month to help us continue with this cause. And also, there is a little bit bigger tier that you will get some exclusive content each and every month from us. So enough about us. Let's go ahead and jump back in to our content. And, you know, we're finishing up in the book of Galatians uh, this week with chapter 6. Now, let's give a quick rundown of what chapter 5 was about. Chapter 5, we saw that Paul was giving a clear illustration to the people of Galatia that they can't pick and choose their salvation. That they can't just do a little bit of the law and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Either you're going to follow the law fully or you're going to follow Christ. Paul was kind of given a clear illustration of that. And also we see a good example that he is setting on how the Spirit is going to be a good guide for us to make those good decisions in our life and follow that uh, kind of life that God wants us to live. So let's go ahead this week and jump in to Galatians chapter 6. So chapter 6 verse 1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in the spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone, and not his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who was taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever one sows, that also that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap, and if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are the household of faith. That is up to verse 10 there. We'll stop there and do some um, little bit of explaining. 
So what we see, Paul, here is he's changing a little bit of the narrative. So we went from talking about that you can't pick and choose, and basically the Holy Spirit is going to guide us to be good. Now he's kind of talking about, I want to say family, this this brotherhood, per se, of what it is to be a Christian and how we all kind of need to work together and what it means. So he's talking about if anyone should be overtaken with sin, we're supposed to help them out. And and in all honesty, what does that mean, to be overtaken with sin? Now, I want us to realize the, the purpose of salvation. The purpose of salvation is the fact that we cannot do this alone. We cannot become righteous and fulfill the law on our own, right? So we need salvation. Paul is saying, someone who's been caught in a transgression, caught in sin, which means at any point in time, anybody who is a Christian can fall back in sin. Whether they really wanted to or not, it is something that can sneak up on you and take hold of you. So what we are supposed to do when this happens, we are supposed to restore them. Does this mean that we're supposed to be mean to them? Does this mean that we're supposed to hurt them, kick them out, get rid of them? Now, they're, they're, it's hard to say this doesn't say this and this. I'm kind of putting my own words in this. I could say maybe it might be difficult in some situations if they did harm to the, the church or, or hurt somebody there. But I I'm, I'm want to say this would be a, a, just a typical sin. Maybe uh, somebody committed theft or, or somebody, you know, uh, did some something petty. You know, I don't really know in that case. But we know that our response to this person should be a response of gentleness. Because let me ask you this question. How has God responded to you in all of your sin? All the sin that you've ever done, where should you be today based upon the reality of what you've done? What a, what a typical punishment would be. God has responded to us with gentleness. So we're called to respond to anybody who has sinned that we know who's a brother or sister in Christ with gentleness. Now, does this mean that we keep the truth from them? No. But also we got to remember, Paul says, respond to them with gentleness, but keep watching yourself too. This means, so if somebody has fallen into, we're just going to use the uh, example of alcoholism. Say somebody has become a drunkard. They, they have gotten addicted to alcohol, and you're wanting to be kind and help with them. Does this mean that you really need to go to the bar with them and do and get yourself caught up in a moment where you could be swept under with sin? No. You got to watch what you do, and you got to handle this in an appropriate way. And that's where going to uh, prayer would help that situation. But it says, "Keep watching yourself, lest you too be tempted." But we go to number two: bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So Paul's telling us we got to watch out for each other, be kind when we see somebody tripping, and we got to help each other to do what? Fulfill the law of Christ. See these. These Galatians are looking for some law to fulfill. So he's flipping the script here saying, you want to fulfill a law. Here's a law that you can fulfill. To fulfill this law of Christ, you're going to have to treat others with respect and dignity and love them just like Christ loved you. And you're going to have to help them out when they need it. That is the law of Christ. That is fulfilling what Christ wants us to do. He says, for if anyone thinks he is something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. Do not, just because you're helping somebody, okay, 
Do not think that you are better than them. Do not put yourself of any position that is above them because they've slipped. Because let me tell you, my friend, you have slipped too. It says, test your own work, and in your reason we boast will be in yourself alone, which means we're never going to be able to prove that we're better or or that we're anything. So Paul's kind of just putting a, a little double standard there, per se. But it says that we also should bear our own load. You, you may think some people say, well, what does this mean? we got to bear our own load, but then we got to bear the load of others. So let me put this in a paraphrase for you here within these verses. Because verse 5 says, for each one will have to bear his own load. What's going to happen is you are responsible for the things in your life. When you wake up and you, you have a house, you have a family, your ultimate responsibility as a God-fearing person, this is the things that God put on you. If you're unsaved, you cannot set this standard for anybody. All the rules here are for the people who are saved. The expectation for you as a saved individual is to get up Take care of the things you need to do. If you need to go to work to make a living, go to work. If you need to pay your bills, pay your bills. If your kids need food, make sure they have food. But if something happens and you need help, you should be able to rely on your brothers and sisters of Christ to help you. But also, if you're doing your own thing well and somebody needs help, you should be willing to go help them as well. That's what we're called to do. That is the Christian life. So, be responsible. Do the things you're supposed to do because that is what God has called us to do is be responsible for our own selves. Take care of the things that we have on our plate. But when needed, we need to be there for somebody who might have slipped and fell and not been able to carry the things that they've been able to carry before because Christ has set a standard of perfection and and helping and, and doing what None of us could do. So why don't we try to help the best and help somebody do what they can't be able to do, right? So let's go down to verse 6. It says, Let the one who was taught the word to share all good things with the one who teaches. Now, there's a lot of people who uh, shy away from this. Uh, and even some of the apostles kind of didn't really like this part that much. They were a little shy about saying it. Really, overall, Paul is saying you need to help the ones who are teaching the word. The preachers, the, the the teachers, the the people who are out sharing the gospel, giving you something, you need to help those people. Now, it's not necessarily all monetary gifts. It's it's health, it's uh, security, it's making sure that they're prayed for, it's many other things outside of financial gifts, but it's saying those who are teaching you and helping you, you need to make sure you're giving back. And why is that? Because Paul gives the general example that we see many times is if you're going to sow to the Spirit, if you're going to help those who are giving you that spiritual food, you're sowing into the kingdom and you're going to reap that. But if you're going to just sow into yourself and, and take everything in and not be a part of the growing of the ministries or the, the growing of the word of God, then you're just going to reap from corruption, which is yourself. So, and then we get down in 10. So then as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone. So to sum up this first half, we just need to love each other. That's really it. We need to love each other and help each other, and set that example that Christ set for us. Let's go down to verse 11. See with what large letters I am writing you to you with my own hand. 
It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised, that they may boast in your flesh. But far be from it me to boast, except in, our, in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the God of Israel. From now on I let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you and your spirit, brothers. Amen. So Paul now is telling them, hey, do you see with, with, with what large letters I am writing you? Now, some there were some skeptics saying Paul was kind of getting hard to, to see, so he had to write larger and that. But generally speaking, what we kind of come to the conclusion is Paul actually wrote this himself. A lot of times what would happen was they kind of had a secretary of sort, and Paul would kind of speak, and they would write it down for him as he was spoke. But this was so urgent that Paul took it upon himself to write it. And so he's saying, this is, this is how urgent this is, is that I want to write this myself to you instead of have anybody else do this. And then he makes a point of what these Judaizers are doing in this area, saying, see, they're trying to make it, they're, they're trying to make basically a laughing stock of you. They're trying to show you off and make you do things that they're not even willing to do. How many people have you had that in your life? Have you, have you seen do that? Or maybe you've been to certain churches or uh, certain things. You've seen somebody say, you have to do this. But then in their own world, they never lived by that example of themselves. They're trying to tell them they have to live a certain way, but they're not following that example. And Paul is pointing this out to them. Hey, don't let them pretend. Don't let them basically make a fool of you in this situation. Paul is saying, hey, because of the cross... The world is dead to me. This doesn't mean that Paul's dead. This doesn't mean that uh, the world doesn't exist. This just means that the ways of the world, the way that he has to, the, the way that the world says to operate or the things of this world, they don't matter. It is all about Christ. Now, once he was saved and he received that salvation, now he has the Holy Spirit living within him. And he operates by that rule that the Holy Spirit puts in his heart. And he doesn't have to worry about the, the law. He doesn't have to worry about being perfect. He doesn't have to worry about doing this or doing that. He doesn't have to worry anymore because that has been settled on the cross by Jesus Christ. All he has to worry about is following God's guidance within his life. That's it. Do what the Spirit says. Go where the Spirit leads you. And do your best to just listen to God. That's all he has to do, because God's not going to lead you in any way that's sinful. Are you going to make mistakes still? Absolutely. But God is not going to lead you down a sinful path. And Paul, toward the end, he, he talks about, for I bear the, the marks of Jesus. And he's basically saying, hey, listen, I've been through this. I bear these marks for him. And just think about this. Think about Paul what all he's been through and, and, and what all he's seen. And that, that part right there really, 
it, it speaks a lot to me. Because I would have a hard time pushing as forward as Paul has done with all the things that he's been through. And I, and I know many Christians today as well who probably would have left the faith after the first bit of persecution. And Paul has been through all of this, and he's still continuing. And you can see the aggravation in Galatians with, with these people wanting to go back and, and go totally opposite of what Paul was preaching. So I understand his aggravation, but he handled this whole situation throughout this whole book very well. And he says in verse 17, For now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. He's been through it all. There's nothing going to bother him. He wishes the grace of their Lord Jesus be with you in spirit, brothers. Amen. That is Galatians chapter 6. And if you've not been with us through the rest of Galatians, it is basically you can't do this your own. There is nothing that you're going to be able to do to get to heaven except for accepting Jesus Christ into your heart and letting the Holy Spirit do its job. And while I will say some people do need to have things in their life. Is it, is it okay if you want to do certain things or you dress a certain way or do? It's okay. As long as you understand that that has nothing to do with your salvation. It's not going to get you, uh, you know, an extra seat in heaven or anything. That don't matter. It has nothing to do with your salvation. It may make you feel better, but just don't get, don't think highly of yourself as we saw in this chapter. You know, if you need to do those things, you want to do those things, that's fine. But understand the truth of the gospel is you can't do anything to get to heaven any faster or any quicker or make your, uh, there's not a first class experience that you're going to get by doing these works or, or dressing or acting or whatever a certain way. It is all about accepting Jesus in your life, following the guidance of the Holy Spirit and fulfilling that law of Jesus Christ, the new law, which is loving everybody. And again, love doesn't mean acceptance. You don't have to like what they're doing or who they are, but you have to show the compassion of Christ, and you have to go with a, a spirit of gentleness because that's how Christ was. And we know that that is the way to do it. But anyways, folks, I hope that you have enjoyed this series on the book of Galatians. Uh, next week, we are going to be jumping into the book of Ephesians. We're going to try to go through a lot of these uh, different uh, churches and see what Paul had to say about them and see how each of these churches did and where their flaws were and how they could do. So we see that the church of Galatia didn't quite understand salvation. They felt they had to do something, right? So that is that. Folks, go out there, love each other, love everybody, and show that greatness of Christ to this world. And I love each and every one of you, and I hope you have a wonderful week.